Future Hacker Life Path Future. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Future Hacker. I'm your host, Maria Taiji, and today we are talking to Mali Baum. Mali is a serial entrepreneur, investor, mentor, and community leader. She's a podcaster of MaliTalkShow.com. She founded one of the biggest and most significant network on community, WLounge.de, for startups, VCs, and corporates supporting female founders and diverse teams. And, you know, if you have been hearing us for a while already, you know that this is one of the topics that I'm passionate about. So Mali also founded this VC, Magda Group, focusing on a diverse team, impact, ESG, to invest into the European technology, building more success stories and unicorns and uplifting the local tech ecosystem. So she's basically bringing the whole ecosystem together to support female leaders, minorities, with a focus on diversity and making a positive impact. You know, so you can imagine how excited I am to talk to her. Hello, Mali. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Maria. Great to be here. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Mali, as usual, you know, I like to begin by your story. You know, what brought you in your journey to where you are today, to getting involved in such a wonderful project? And, you know, was it some something the way you were raised? You know, how was your family? Just, you know, tell us anything that you think is relevant about your journey, please. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I will try to do it as short as I can. You know, I'm not a first-time founder, so there's a lot to share here. It's not necessarily coming from the family, or although originally, you know, part of the family is from Germany, and there is a lot of entrepreneurship background. Yes, it's actually a point that I didn't think about. But I'm, I started when I was 20-something, mother of super young, two amazing gifts that I received, <laughs> me and my husband. And I'm a serial entrepreneur. I built several companies. The first company was focused on products. It was educational toys for kids. That while I was still living in Tel Aviv and the R&D was in Tel Aviv, all the development, the factory, the manufacturing was in China. So for eight years, I was very much traveling around. The main market was the US. I live in Berlin for the last eight years. And everything I would say I learned or did mistakes or did good or bring to success, I actually thought that that's the time for me to do something that it's much more significant. Not that the company or the companies weren't significant, they were absolutely, but I think the personality is changing while you're building companies and doing bigger things and global things. Sometimes, you know, uh, overcome big challenges as well. You want to touch impact and you want to make sure that things that you're doing, company that you're building are not only for yourself, are bigger than yourself. So since I'm in Germany, I built two companies. I mean, more than two companies, but let's focus on two. That is, as you mentioned beautifully, the W Lounge, which is a network, it's community, but it's a business network. It's a business community. And exactly as you mentioned I wish I had that when I started to have so much of a positive environment and the right people surrounding founders, technology, 
expertise, even corporates, government, venture capitals, because all the layers that I just mentioned, they all need a certain support. They all need an ecosystem around them to strive. And the other company is a fund of, it's Magda Group, as you mentioned, and the idea of the fund is that it's, you're right, it's bringing the values, the trust that we already have from the market and to make an impact on investing in the right people, the diverse team. This is how we believe that diversity is good for business. It's not believing, it's a fact. And to focus on product that we can bring a lot of value because of the network and the background and the expertise that we have in the fund. So we want to see the best product and the next Google and Facebook coming out of Europe and potentially an impact companies with phenomenal founders. So would it be fair for me to say that what drove you to found uh, those two companies, the driving force behind that was your personal experience uh, and you know the things that your values and the things that you saw that were lacking on the market and you know could be improved? Or is there a different story behind that? You know, what made you just put aside maybe some of your best businesses or not? I don't know. You, you, you know, you're still juggling with other businesses as well. But what really moved you to, okay, let's create this. Let's do that. Let's, let's fix that. Let's not make it more than it is because business is coming from a pain point. Business is coming from a niche or a place that you see that you can do it better. And you can bring value to the market. That's, I mean, as an investor, as a founder, that's the way we think, you know, why this product has to be existing, you know, and who are the right people to support that or to build that. So W Launch came from a very selfish place, but not for me. It was a selfish because imagine we moved to Berlin with all the things that I did in New York and I learned so much of working with phenomenal ladies that until today, they are amazing role models for me. But I was part of an organization that called Women in Toys Licensing and Entertainment and being in the industry, you understand it's a candy shop. So they gave me so much of a stage and I learned very fast that you can be brilliant, you can be smart, you can build the best product if you do not have the right network, forget about this. So when I moved to Berlin and I knew that this is the place that we want our kids to grow up, we didn't move for the adventure. We moved because we wanted to change our life and to, to have a life here. So of course, to feel at home, you have to know people. You have to feel at home. This is for me feeling at home. You know, some people... Probably not, but this is something I learned about myself. And, you know, I'm not that young anymore. I'm 40 plus, so I can say it out loud. I need people to be happy, to, to feel that I'm, I'm making a change. And at the beginning, I didn't know no one. And I thought about, okay, I see the pain point. Every place I worked, every place I talked, it was the beginning with corporates because they were the fastest to see that I coming with the knowledge and network behind me and they asked me like, hey, Mali, can you open doors for this one? Can you open doors for this in kind of investment and so on and so on? And I started to open doors. So they teach me to shift to the, to the investor side of the table. But I said, where are the ladies? No venture capitals, female founders, corporate, higher level, C-level, no women. Like where are the German ladies or the locals? 
And we started to run it as an event, you know, event sounds very simple, but when you want to create and curate the right people and the right audience for a really win-win value to everyone, it's a lot of strategy. And this is how we started. And at the first event that we did actually together with the Soul House, it was a mind blowing for me because I thought it will be potentially 20 ladies and it was above 200 ladies. And I saw, okay, there are phenomenal ladies, talented ones, of course, also guys, we should work together. We should support them because after this event, 50% of them wrote me, asked me to meet them, asked me to help them, asked me to open doors. Everyone needs something. So Fast forward, we build it as, as a business. We, we, we stick as a business model into it. And, you know, after so much time doing this, I can tell you that I'm super proud of what W Launch achieved already. Not only because we sit in the W Launch house, beautiful place in the center of Berlin today, but because all the important and key players in the ecosystem when it comes to absolutely also Israel, don't forget, uh, you can take me out of Israel, but the human capital and the quality of the startups, you cannot copy it. So absolutely, we bring them here as well and open the market for them. But we are working with every key players from government to university, all the layers. And I just had a meeting right now with beautiful, amazing people that they call themselves Generation Z. And they're German. And they said, like, Mali, we want you to join forces because we want to do so much and we want to change so much. And, and, and Germany is always followers. And I said, no, 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 no. You are the generation that's going to change things, you know? So again, all this energy of doing great things together, you know, from raising the Tech Award Gala as an Oscar, but running also dinners for women and, and building a leadership program. And on the same time, having Women Angel Accelerator to teach, I would say, seniorly women how to become some financial independence, you know, mindset. It's not existing, not enough. All of it is under one umbrella that we call it an ecosystem and network. And I'm absolutely not doing this alone. There are amazing people in the team, outside of the team, ambassadors, partners, that they are big, big, big part of this success. And the fund is, uh, is a structure of a fund. But of course, we are, we are the one that know them early enough. You know, they don't need to pitch. We know them, how they execute, how they build a team. Even sometimes since they are like, don't even know about the idea because they're still in the university and we can step in in the right moment. I absolutely love it, Melly. You know, congratulations. So, you know, let's let's try to get it a little to the, to the roots for your experience, right? And let's start framing it to, to female founders, and then we're making it a little more broad. But so what are usually the main challenges you see from female founders when it comes to fundraising? And is there any personal stories you could share with us? My understanding is that yourself, you did go through that road before W Lounge and, and, and your VC. So what are your thoughts about that? It's a good question. And it depends which ecosystem we focus at, you know? It's a lot about the culture. And this is something that also took time for me to understand. It wasn't clear from the beginning. It was weird to see a different approach, 
but I understand it's a now it's very clear that this is a culture. So for your question, yes, I always raised money for my, my own companies, great guys, investors, still guys. That was the game. I mean, you, it's, it's a fact, you know, you want money, you have a family office, business angel, great people believe in you, supporting you uh, capital-wise. But there are two layers. If you speak about the American and Israelis, you don't need to push them. They are phew, running for the, for the goal. You know, they see a target, they go for it. Women. European-wise, and this is a lot of discussion we have in European level, in the EIC accelerator as well, and the EIC uh, fund as well, something in the culture is, I don't want to say not pushing enough, but not encouraging to dream big enough the confidence and the ability to think that you can build something so incredible that you can go to Nasdaq, you can go to the Deutsche Börse, you can make an IPO, you can impact so many people's life. It's so far away from the European and German mindset. So why I'm saying European? Because it's a European challenge that we are addressing it. We are a great partner with the European Commission, EIC. They build a women accelerator, women they call it leadership program, and we merge it with our women leadership program, which was fantastic to see the ladies that they're already invested in, and we can give them our, you know, value. But Germany is even behind Europe. So it's like on top of the challenge, we have, <laughs> you know, another challenge. So let's focus on the female founder and go without saying the female investor. You know, in, in other ecosystem, I can count them in numbers. I can count them in percents. In Germany, it's less than 1% when it comes to female investor. And it's, I would say, 15, 17, but it's also not true when it comes to female founder. And this is a problem. And if we have a problem, we can, we can wait another 100 years to say that we want to make a change. So politician level, I understand. Corporate level, I understand. But culture level, to give them the toolbox. It's rooted, right? Exactly. And to give them the, the inspiration and the role model that they need to see. Because if someone did it, you can do it as well. I mean, that's the mindset, you know, or even better. And this is a lot of energy and efforts going there. You know, it looks like dinner. It looks like workshop. It looks like online, hybrid, offline, whatever you name it, format. To really bring those I would say Germany-wise, one or two percent that really dare to do and dream big enough. Those are the people, men and women, that we nurture, you know, for the next step. And you asked me for a story, so I would love to tell you a story that actually last week we closed it. So it's very fresh and I'm super excited. There are, okay, comparing to other ecosystems, Germany is heaven for entrepreneurs. Heaven. Infrastructure, customers, industry, capital, public sector, private sector, you name it. Just make it here, you know, just be smart, know what you do, be very focused. But we had partnership. Uh, I was a jury, still jury and member in one of the accelerators. It's called SIBB. It's a public money, great people, great program. Genuine guys that wanted to make a change. And they came to me, came to W Launch and said, we want to have more women, more female co-founder to our cohort. And I said, you committed this. 
it's a mission that you commit. And they said, we committed, you know, signing a contract. They committed to have it. I used my whatever social media W launch message out there. The level of the startups were up. The numbers of the application were up. Definitely came from a different direction. We aim for a diverse team. And last week, out of a lot of application, we picked up with the jury members and the team, top nine startups to start to invest in them. It's 60K, no equity, super early that they're receiving it, which is blessing for early stage startups. And 85% are women, which is amazing. And we are so happy because we really reshaped the program. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, and, and you know, um, just getting this phrase that, you know, I love that this group came to you and they had this vision, right? So I'm pretty sure that most of us, when we're talking about diversity, we heard that phrase before. And you know that I heard it this week because I told you so. You also have this group of people, you know, white guys usually, that, you know, having those quotas, having those companies, having a mission of having these diversity committees to prioritize women or prioritize minorities, these should be considered discriminatory per se, right? That this, this alone is discriminatory to white guys. So how to answer that? So first of all, I have to tell you something. If we have a problem, we need the government, the legal sector, to support that. So I'm absolutely into quota because that's the first step. You have to force them until they understand this is something that actually not forcing them, helping them. And what you just mentioned, we are working a lot with corporates also when it comes to not enough women or talent applying for a job. They don't have enough women in the technology team, for example, or in general, not enough women applying. So it's, it's a problem. It's imbalance in the company. And, you know, they are, they are not missing the social only part. They are missing business. The numbers are lower. You know, they miss market. They miss perspective. They miss opportunity. It's a business reason to have the quota and diversity. So we see it in corporates. We see it in universities. In definitely, you know, in computer science and, and, and things that they want to attract more women. And we absolutely see it in venture capital, that they need and want to invest in more women. And we open the door for them, to be honest. They are with us on the mission. You know, I'm calling them the good guys, as you know. And we are definitely here to, to partner up with them. So how we deal with it, we just do. Because by doing, we're sending a message. Because if I'm talking with a C-level, with, with like, I don't want to name names, but like huge global companies, and I'm just telling them what I just told you, I never met one guy that told me, no, 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 it's bullshit. All of them said, okay, how we make a change, how we approach it, how can we change it? So this is the biggest step, again, too slow too late. Don't get me wrong. But this is the biggest movement that we see today. And I'm saying to a lot of women in corporates, you know, dare to ask to be on the board, dare to claim it. We're always there also to support from the inside. 
But on the same time, female founder, this is the best time ever to be a female founder. There are venture capitals, there are startups that they are not attractive enough for investors because they do not have diverse team. It's already there. It's fantastic. And by the way, I forgot to mention that in the beginning that you use a term for W Lounge when I went to the websites that I love. And it's actually going to be the name of this episode is their leadership. Their, right? I think you got the, just the perfect word, you know, for, for, for pushing this change. You remember I told you that every company should exist because of a pain point. So women are not daring enough. I'm not saying it's easy if you dare, <laughs> yes, but we need enough women that dare to do it. And as an ecosystem, we will be there to support. But now, actually, you just got to a point that I, I, I was planning to make it the next question. And, I, you know, I just had a call. I just had a call before our interview and we were talking about that. I'd love to, to know your point of view because you are on the side of, you know, you have to dare, you have to try. But on the same time, I feel and I see, right, that hiring is just the first step. Like you hire. And there are so many companies out there that they're hiring to check the box. So that, you know, the box is checked, but all the work, all the work that you have to do, and I'm not just talking about women, I'm talking about, you know, you know, diversity in general, minorities, disabled, you know, um, everything. The thing is that you have to prepare the company culturally, sometimes physically, right? Sometimes you have special needs. You have to make sure that people are being listened to and they have this uh, healthy space, a healthy work environment. So there's so much work you have to do to make it work. It's, hiring is just this little step, right? And then when I was talking to this friend of mine and, and she's this amazing also female founder that you're definitely going to, to be connected as well. And she's on boards. And I was discussing, you know, how, we, how, how it is to participate. And the thing is that in her country, she said, you know, most, most of the boards, they're just checking the box. And if, if you are yourself, if you are too strong and if you actually have your opinion and if you're going to give your opinion, they don't like it and you're left aside. So, you know, we're still, I feel that we're still on the race of, 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 of the hiring piece of getting them there, but still there's this huge gap of, of making it really work. So what's your thought on that? So you're here there, but at the same time, you have all those companies that, okay, that, that, that's not what we're looking for. Uh, maybe many of them, not all of them. We still have your good guys, but still, like how to make this work? I mean, I'm listening to you and I want to yell. So I will start with the bottom line. And the bottom line, don't be the only woman in the room because This is what you will feel immediately, exactly like you mentioned, Maria. You're always the outsider. I mean, I was, I'm always the only woman in the room, but I learned how to deal with it, and it's probably coming with the age. But if I was back then, I, would, I wouldn't feel good with it. And I always say it's us as a responsibility. If you're already there, you have to take others. You have to pull up others. It's something that we have to put it as a culture. This is one thing. But for your question, there are many good examples. There are many corporates that we're really hands-on building with them together, community of women inside the corporates. I won't name names because 
although they need to be very proud, but they are huge corporates and media company, automotive company that they understand that they need to build a company culture. And company culture is we care, we want to listen, we want to teach you, we want to give you values, tools, entrepreneurial mindset. And you know what? Once they invest in this, their employees becoming their ambassadors. And then all these layers that you talked about, it's just not existing. Most of the time, you know, it's better. It's getting better and better. So of course, unfortunately, most of the organization corporates using it for PR. Let's put it on the table. It's sexy to say we are pro-diversity, pro, but not all of them or those that are there to do, to build someone in the company that's taking care of these things. And there are a lot of corporates that are doing this. You see the change, the company culture change from the inside. So if they have a board member, if they have committee, if they have groups that they're building, always in front of their eyes, they check also the diversity. They check also if there is enough perspective and ideas in the room to get the best result out of this group. So again, it's business values, but of course it's affecting the whole energy inside a company. So, you know, one of the reasons that we took on ourselves to really build joint venture with a real estate company, this is like the house and the location, is because comparing to other places that they have their building and they search for people, we have the community, we just frame it, that you have everything you need from culture to yoga, from CPO, CFO, CTO, venture capital, open hours, under one roof. And this is exactly what you mentioned. So also thanks to Corona, a lot of corporates are not working in their office and they're more welcome to work here because they need the energy. They need to scout for technology. They need to meet the right people. They need to be inspired. So all this remote work is good, but it's on certain level. We know that after two years, it's not that good. And it's taking down the energy. And people from corporates, from venture capitals, of course, accelerators and also startups finding themselves online, offline, doesn't matter, it's always hybrid, part of something bigger than only themselves. And then if you're a corporate that you want to tackle this and you want to, to make it better or to make it different, you can talk with other corporates that already achieved those goals that already working on the culture, on the diversity in the last six years, for example, and you can learn from their mistakes or from their tips. And this is how we bring them to a panel together, to exchange, and everyone really takes something. You know, we always said, what do you bring in? What do you need? And how we can help you? That's great. You know, I, I, I always like to, to, to be able to see... You know, the bright side, the end, <laughs> the light at the, at the end of the tunnel, right? Uh, we all know it is evolving. We all know eventually we are getting there. But the current pains and whatever happens now, you know, we, we, we need to keep in mind that this can, can be changed. So in your opinion, now going more to a broader sense, right? Talking about leaders in general. So what does the leaders 
of the future look like? Do you think there's going to be a big change in, in profile, in style? And let's think about the next couple of decades, right? You know, I want to answer with everything I just said, the value of having the right surrounding. Think about it as an investor bringing you money, but it's not about the capital. It's about the whole of the things that I just mentioned and the access and the fast growth because you surround by the right people. And this is answering your question because as an ecosystem, successful founders, it's naturally for them, unfortunately, not that naturally in Germany still or in Europe, but uh, okay, let's take UK outside a bit, uh, but you see it obviously in Silicon Valley and also in Tel Aviv. Successful founders that made their part, made an exit, sold the company, acquire, whatever, immediately overnight, they are becoming a winners. All the ecosystem, you know, lift them up and immediately they see it in two angles, responsibility and leadership. What can I teach now other people from the things that I did? Mistakes or success, yes? Or how can I open doors for others? So overnight, they become investor because that's the way to give back. You support them because you can support them also with capital, but you support them with the spirit, with the dare, and with the open doors for them. So this is how the leaders of tomorrow looks like and and we already have some leaders of tomorrow existing so people that focus on the impact of the things that they're doing and i would say it proudly that as europe we focus on the human centric on the founder centric more than only the evaluation of the product or the the the, the fast exit and this is something i love because On the same time, you nurture them, you help them business-wise, you also help them mental-wise. And if you want to call it leaders, if you want to call it leadership, it doesn't matter. But these are people that people want to be around. Our role models, right, as you say. Exactly. It all starts and ends with role models. I mean, if you have role models in your life, you're probably 50% already done, you know? You, You just go there. I absolutely love it. It was such a lovely conversation, Mali. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm cheering for you. Really am. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. And I love seeing what you're doing. And I'm always here to, to make it again and again and again and, and get into the right ears for people to understand that this is how we should act together. Amazing. The doors will be open for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much. Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future.